Welcome back to Succession Secrets. This is episode 22, Fire with Compassion. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. This is Steve Prada with Succession Secrets, and tonight I'd like to talk to you about firing. And this is a big topic. And it came up for me a couple of days ago. I had a session with one of my clients, a coaching session. And he was telling me about how aggravated he was because he is about to fire a couple of his employees and he doesn't feel good about them, even though they are not performing. And he had informed them that they were not performing. So they were on notice. Nevertheless, they didn't manage to put themselves together. And now he has to fire them. And he just dreads the whole discussion. Uh, he didn't want to do it before the weekend. And so he was just agonizing about it. And uh, we had a good discussion around it. And it made me think about my own experiences. And uh, I wanted to tell you about it and have a discussion. So firing is a tough thing because it, it is uncomfortable. However, it's very, very beneficial. First of all, it is a good way to weed out underperformers from the team. It rewards high-performing employees because they clearly are high-performing. And by virtue of uh, eliminating low performers, it's an indirect reward to high performers that they are appreciated and uh, the integrity of their team is kept by the leader by not allowing people to pull them back. And it also puts the medium performers on notice that they have to become high performers Otherwise, they might uh, find themselves with the same fate as the low performers. So it generally gives a big jolt to the organization. The biggest, uh, most well-known proponent of firings is obviously Jack Welch, the former CEO of GE, who instituted the 20-70-10 rule, which basically required department leaders to identify the 20% of the people who were the top performers in the department the 70% of the medium performers and the 10% low performers. Now, many people often ask that, what about high-performing teams where everyone is a high performer? I believe that even for those teams, regular firing can be a beneficial practice. It's really, there are several reasons for that. One is that it keeps the leader engaged. It stops the leader become complacent because they always have to make sure that the weakest links in the chains are eliminated. So they have to be monitoring the team. There's always fresh blood coming into the team. And generally, people are always under pressure to, to improve their performance. Indeed, firing is often good for both the employer and the employee. The employer obviously benefits from consistent improvement of performance, but the employee also benefits because if someone is an underperformer in a certain organization, it may be that it's just not the right organization for them. Maybe they could perform much better in another organization, which would be able to make more use of the talent. So often people suffer from inertia. They are not comfortable. They know they underperform, but they're just, it's just too difficult for them to move out. And regular firing process helps them move out of the organization and restart to rebuild their self-confidence and their self-esteem somewhere else where their talents can be put to better use. I strongly believe that actually firing doesn't have to be a negative experience. I think it can be a positive experience, provided that the leader fires with compassion. So let me tell you a couple of stories 
where this compassionate idea uh, was reinforced to me. One of the stories about when I fired some of my uh, long-standing employees, I, I was uh, running my own investment banking firm. It was called MB Partners. And uh, in 2008, we uh, ran into trouble when the Lehman crisis broke out. We had several deals under due diligence. Investment banking deals were selling companies. And with the Lehman crisis, the bank stopped lending money. And suddenly there was no liquidity. Plus, investors were scared about what was happening. Everyone expected valuations to drop. So our deals dried up. And I had a bunch of high-paid employees. And I just saw that for the next 6 to 12 months, the markets are made weak. And I'm not going to be able to keep them on the payroll. And I had to let go of people who were, who were actually good performers to keep the business alive. And I was totally devastated by it because I love these guys. They helped me build the firm. And uh, I had a personal connection with them. And I knew that it was going to be very tough for them. And I also knew it was going to be tough for me to find people like them and to train them and to build them up. It was basically, I, I knew I, I let go of a big value of my company. So I sat down with them and uh, we had heart to hearts. I explained the situation. I was really very sorry, and they saw it, that I was very sorry about it. I helped them find other opportunities. And in fact, they went on to a great success. One of the three guys I fired that day in October 2008, uh, 2008 he became the CFO of Pfizer over three or four years later, which is a great, a big job in Hungary where this happened. Another colleague of mine, he became an entrepreneur and he is now, uh, he raised money for a startup and he's building his own business. And the third employee, he went to run uh, the local, he became managing director of uh, Gold Gyms, which was a higher paid uh, job than what he had with me. And later he worked for one of the big four. And eventually I rehired him five years later and he's still with the organization and he helped me set the business. So it was great. And we stayed friends with all these guys. Another story is my own firings. I, I've been fired twice. First, uh, when I worked for KPMG as a trainee accountant, I was on a three-year training contract. And when the contract was up, my masters were, didn't propose to extend my contract. And I was devastated, even though I didn't want to really work for KPMG. But I felt put down by this intention not to extend the contract. It really pained me. But in, in hindsight, it was the greatest thing that happened to me because, first of all, I could get out of accounting. There was no temptation for me to stay there. It was not, I was not suited for it. And secondly, it really taught me a lesson. It taught me what not to do in my next job. So in the next job, which was a banking job, I did exactly the opposite. I was, and I really could make a much better career move because of the knowledge, because of the learning. So this is my story for today. And the question of the day to you is that what is your positive story around hiring? So please give me in the comments what is your positive story, whether you have been fired or you fired someone and how it turned out positively. Give me a comment. Send me some feedback. I really look forward to it. And I will catch up with you tomorrow. And remember... Your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com. 
to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter. 